everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King Airport Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting in his warmest den for Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey to Dave. Hey to her. Hey, tis the season to be jolly. This time of the year when we all put Ian Rappaport's tweets on notification, and to uh, a lesser degree, Tom Pellicero. But uh, yeah, free agency started. It has. For some it has of us, exciting. everything, Dave, that's going on right now. Um, yeah. We were supposed to be doing the NFC North and NFC South uh, review. but I, I mean, guess... it's the lesser of all the divisions anyway, so who cares? Well, it did have the Super Bowl winner in it. Again, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> They've not got any fans anyway, so no one's bothered. Not me, but we need to do it for you know just for OCD purposes <laughs> of uh, completing that task. We'll probably move it to... Uh, let's see what happens tonight, but there's so many moves that we've got to go through, Dave, that uh, it might mm-hmm. take up so much time that we have to shift that back a week. Sorry, NFC North and South fans, but there you go. Uh, what I'd like to do then, Dave, I'm going to start with the biggest uh, dollar move in free agency. And that actually didn't move anywhere. It was Trent Williams, the left tackle for the 49ers. He secured a six-year, $138 million deal to stay. Yeah. I mean, we thought they were going to, seeing as though they traded draft picks to get him just a year ago. Um but yeah, good move. I think he's one of the premier left tackles in the league. Yeah, John Lynch said before free agency that the biggest moves that they're going to make is retaining talent, basically. Um, so every time they make a signing, it by all accounts is going to be players that they have. They've also signed um, Jusak as well. Uh, the, Bonus check, yeah. Uh, fullback. And uh, I think there's been a couple of other signings that they've made. But, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Trent Williams is by far and away their biggest signing and mm. a huge huge signing for them if that was free agency coming from somewhere else we'd, we'd say that one, they've got one of the best left tackles in football well yeah. the fact that he used to he was their player and they've retained him I don't see that as being any less exciting so no, yeah well done for them you know he's a massive signing and if they were going to go and get him from another team chances are they would have probably had to have paid more yes it's mm. 138 million but it's over six years you know oh, yeah, you're getting spread. and we're seeing, um, I mean, in the first, in his first year, I don't know this for definite, but I would put money on it that his first year, he's probably getting like a 2 million roster bonus and that's it. It's all back end loaded in which they, which they could probably get out of it anyway. Mm. Um, and that's just, you know, based on seeing the contracts that John Lynch has done previously. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's it's perfect for them. If, if it was a signing from another team, if it was Bakhtiara or somebody like that, would be saying it's an amazing signing. The mm. fact that he was already their player, it's going under the under the, um, the radar. But no, I think it's a great signing. Another player they signed yesterday was Sam Ebercam, the outside linebacker from the Rams. So a divisional move. Two years, $12 yep. million on that He's deal. He's seen a lot of divisional moves this year. I've seen quite a few. It's, it's, normally, we don't see all that many, but no, this year there's been quite a few in division, which is a bit surprising. just a lot of moves in general. I mean, sometimes like last year free agency wasn't this busy. Uh, this oh. year, it's all go, it's all kicking off. I think maybe the uh, salary cap might have something to do with it, and people flirting with it I, for so long. I don't think it has something to do with it. I think it has everything to do with it. <laughs> so the salary cap has come down from well, this time last year. A lot of teams were planning for it to go up by about five million. So it goes up normally every year. And last year it was around about two hundred million, just shy of two hundred million. Yeah. And a lot of teams were, were signing players with the thought that it was going to go up to about between two hundred five and two ten. And in fact, it hasn't gone to two hundred five and two ten. It's now about one eight five. So it's come down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's dropped by fifty million." Well, it hasn't. It's dropped by twenty million. Because you're expecting that increase. So what a lot of players are doing are signing short-term deals. 
So if you're in free agency now, the one thing you don't want to do is sign a deal for five or six years unless you want to be at that club, unless you want to be at that franchise. Now, a lot of team, a lot of players are signing those shorter deals, and then this is another key thing. Next year, they are expecting the salary cap to increase significantly, probably the oh, biggest yeah. increase you've ever seen. Plus, there's a new TV deal as well, which I don't know if everyone knows about it, but it kind of makes the Premier League uh, deal look like it dwarfs it. It's it's enormous. <laughs> I mean, it's so big there are there are going to be record. Uh, contracts being written in every single position and there's going to be a lot of holdouts because all of a sudden you're going to get running backs being paid 20 million Uh, there's that kind of potential because there's going to be that much money available Um, might take a year or two to uh, uh, to actually come to fruition but that's the way that the NFL is kind of going just because of its popularity at the moment so you're seeing a lot of players signing short-term deals so yeah the, the, uh, the, the number the volume that we are seeing are mainly short-term deals. Although the second highest one we've got on the the list for this this current one uh, is Bud Dupree. He has uh, left yes. the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has joined the Tennessee Titans on a five-year deal for eighty-two and a half million dollars. That's the uh, the current agreement. Obviously, a bit gutted. Dupree was the other side of the TJ Watt pincer movement that we had going on last year. Uh, it had taken him a couple of years to get really good. When we drafted him in the first round, he kind of fell to us. And so we got lucky and we picked him as best player available on our board, I'm guessing, uh, rather than biggest need. And it took him about three to four years to really get into that kind of double-digit sack territory. He took a long time mm-hmm. uh, to really make it uh, as an elite pass rusher. But that's what he's become. He's been having some injury problems. Obviously, he missed the, the end of last season. So would I like to get him? Yes. Would we be able to afford eighty-two and a half million? No. So it's just one of those things where is he know. worth that much? I mean, I know, I know. You say it took him a while to get to double-digit sacks, and his pressures are quite high as well. Yeah. Um, but I think it also helps the fact that you've got, you know, people rushing from every angle, so it kind of frees him up. And it, I think it's the Jadavian Clowney effect. When Clowney's one side of the uh, defensive line and you've got JJ Watt the other side, it's it's amazing how much better J- uh, Jadavian Clowney looks. And of mm. course, when he goes to Seattle, he doesn't look anywhere near as good. And when, he, when, of course, he goes to the Titans, doesn't look anywhere near as good. So it'll be interesting to see how he does in Tennessee because he hasn't got the other Watt um, running the other, running the other <laughs> side of him. So it will be very interesting. Um but yeah, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't have paid him that much. And I think you took him, the Steelers drafted him one place ahead because the Broncos otherwise would have taken him. I think we took Shane Ray, mm. um, who's I think now playing out. the Canadian Canadian football. It was just because of interest. He yeah. basically is, is, he's got a similar wrist to um, Shaquem Griffin, basically. So uh, that kind of says everything. <laughs> oh, no. His wrist, hey, honestly, is- it's... It was destroyed. That's the reason he's playing in the Canadian League. It's not because he's no, you know, he won the Super Bowl fifty. He's just completely dead. He's just he's, in, he's just too injured to play in the NFL. The third biggest uh, move so far in free agency was Joe Tooney. The guard has gone from New England to the Kansas City Chiefs. We knew there. I mean, this is the line. biggest. This is the biggest move in terms of money. Let's be honest. It's not the biggest positional move. It's Eight, not a I said eighty move, million in dollars. This is the third biggest dollar move. Yeah, it is again in dollars. Quickly. But obviously they'd moved off uh, Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, who was their number one overall pick a few years ago. Uh, So they needed to put someone in there, but 
Yeah, Joe Tooney is a guard, so surely he needs to sort out your tackle positions. Anyone can play guard. Yeah. Any idiot can play guard. Your left guard has to be more athletic than your right guard, obviously. I mean, yes. That goes without Covering saying. Covering the blind side, yeah. Um, unless you're two, I will you're left-handed, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, is he going to play centre? Is he going to play tackle? Right. It just feels weird that you're paying that much to a guard. It just feels a bit odd. It's like, if you're... If you're a safety, you earn less than a cornerback. Done. You just do. It's just the way that the market goes and always has gone. Um, well, until fairly recently, anyway. Mm. Uh, but And if you're a guard, you earn less than a tackle. But now this is kind of... It resets the it resets the balance. It's, it's just a bit odd because guards typically, you know, are just guys who weren't good enough to make it a tackle. <laughs> well, they've actually brought they Kalong out of retirement to play tackle for them this season. So... We'll see how that goes. See, I told you. So they got one guy who's come out of retirement and another guy who's basically just wiping his ass with $100 bills. Yeah, great. <laughs> just to make you want. We know who's buying dinner. Uh, oh, yeah. Then a the big loss for the Green Bay Packers. They lost Corey Lindsay, their uh, Pro Bowl center. He's gone to the LA Chargers for $62.5 million on a five-year deal. Uh, yeah, five-year deal. I mean, the Chargers have needed a, needed a center since inception. Really, well, they had Mike their offensive line. <sighs> yes, but how old was Mike? Pouncey? Did Mike Pouncey, was he ever elite? I know his brother was. It wasn't as good as Marquise. No, but he was. No, still... Was he ever elite? Was he ever a guy who you'd look at and go, "I want him on my team"? No, I think he was more injured than Marquise just a... Pouncey was. If he, yeah, if he was, ju- if he was, if his name wasn't Pouncey, if his name was Jones or Smith. Mm. Mm. He would not have been rated anywhere near as high as he was. And there's a reason that Von Miller used to get so many sacks rushing from the inside against the Chargers. I'm not saying he was terrible. He wasn't. They need an elite center. They haven't had they haven't had that center to control the line for ever, as far yeah. as I know. Yeah. Well, it's a massive upgrade there. And uh Oh yeah. A big, a big deal. And the other one, Shaq Barrett somehow managed to reset Dave, what happened here? Because we said on the last pod that they had franchise tagged Chris Godwin. They'd given Levante David a massive contract. They'd managed to get Tom Brady back for £2.50. They've re-signed Gronk to another year. But Shaq Barrett was supposed to be the odd one out. And he's just signed a £68 million four-year deal. So Shaq Barrett's um, agent is the same agent as um, Gronk. And he was on FS1 yesterday. Uh, And basically his agent said that both Gronk and Shaq Barrett both came to him and said, we want to stay. Uh, it's not about the money because Gronk had offers on the table to go for more money. He ended up taking 10 million or so, whatever it was. Yep. And Shaq Barrett ended up taking his deal. And as we've seen so far, pass rushers are going for a premium in this uh, this window. So he could have gone elsewhere and got more money. But it's that whole thing of, I'm playing with Brady. Brady's only here for a short amount of time. We've won a Super Bowl at first attempt. Let's go and get more rings. He's already got two with two different franchises. Go and get more. Um, so yeah, his agent actually said, you know, we had offers tabled from other people, um, but we opted to stay in Tampa. So I think he took less and the same goes for Levante David as well. David could have gone and, uh, took his, you know, got his final payday cause he's towards the latter end of his career now. But I think he opted 29, to stay in Tampa. Isn't he or something? He's 29, but he's an old 29. He's had, uh, he's a physical, no, he's a physical 29. He's not a 29. He's not, he's not a guy who's going to. You know, be hanging around when he's 35 years old, is he? Let's be honest. He's uh, he's a guy who's probably going to be retiring when he's 32, 33. So he's mm. an old 29. Mm, okay. um, 
but it, it's likely to be the last contract he ever really signs, the last big contract anyway, unless, you know, let's be honest, he's probably going to sign a new contract with the Raiders when he's 32 for about 18 minutes. There's so. <laughs> always a home for you. Exactly. We've just mentioned a couple of ex-Patriots. We better mention what actual Patriots have done this last week because Patriots Bill Belichick has been spewing money around like he's using Monopoly cash. The first one was Matthew Judon at the start of free agency, outside linebacker from Baltimore. He came over on a $54.5 million deal, four years. Um, what do you think about Matt Judon? Because he, he doesn't seem to threaten me anymore. He seems to have lost half a step, which is really important when you're trying to get to a quarterback. I think his uh, rate <laughs> shot right down. Well, it um, does, but also, you know, he was on uh, a defensive line with Derek Wolf and um, uh, Calais Campbell. Resigned. So, yeah, they, they're both resigned as well. So there's every, I think, chance that he's just not, he hasn't been utilised as much because of the other personnel that they have. It used to be that Majudon would play every single down, every yeah. down. Yeah. And that's just not the case anymore. Um but it's one season, you know. He doesn't. He, again, he doesn't seem to have. He, you, you say that he doesn't scare you, and and you know you're not sort of too fussed about him getting to your quarterback and everything. But I bet you're happy he's out your division, though, aren't you? So, I'm not that bothered. I'm it, not that bothered. Well, we you say I think that. We've seen the best of Matthew Judon. But uh, oh, I agree. I agree, and that's that's cool. probably why he's gone. But how many times have we seen the Patriots sign someone who we think is potentially past it, and you know they go and have a career okay. season? So. It, well, it happens all the time. It's a bit more missed than the hit these guy. days, though. Well, that brings on to the next guy. Carl Van Noy has gone home as well. So he uh, went on holiday in Florida for one season. He for, did. Was it half a billion quid or something like that? <laughs> and now he's gone back to uh, gone back to Boston. Yeah, twelve million two year deal for Carl Van Noy. Uh, the the surprising move, not surprising at the start, because they signed Johnny Smith. What was probably the the premier tight end in this free agency class uh, from Tennessee on a four year fifty million dollar deal. He's 26 years old. He's had a good couple of seasons with the Titans. Um, a good receiving threat who can also block a little bit as well. Uh, so that makes sense. But then the next day they signed Hunter Henry from the Chargers uh, for 37.5 million on a three-year deal. Now, this one kind of fries my head, Dave, because we know that Bill Belichick likes a tight end. We know that Cam Newton can't throw it very far. But <laughs> we also know can, that just last year they spent two third round picks on tight ends. Yeah. So they're basically admitting that their two their third round picks were trash and have just been might have been thrown in the bin. This is just well, another basic, example of the Patriots not, not drafting well and now have to use basically to cover I mean, it. Bel- Belichick said we got them wrong. We're moving off them. That he went on TV and said that. Or radio or whatever. There's that one radio top, network he did tight end last year. Before. No, there's those there's that one network that he does interviews for because they give him an easy time. And he went on there and said, you know, we're, we're moving off the guys we drafted last year and we weren't getting someone in free agency. Yeah. Now, I'm not being funny. If Hunter Henry can stay fit, he's he's a good tight end. You know, he's yeah. he's in the top 20% of tight ends. There's no doubt about that. And the one thing I've always criticized Anthony Lynn's training for is they're too physical in training. How many times have we seen it in documentaries and stuff where the players are going battering each other and that? And, and, uh, Melvin Gordon said exactly the same thing in the 300 interviews he did before last season even started, <laughs> that training was too intense and he wanted to extend his career and go somewhere else. Belichick's not, you know, you train 
with New England, you train to be effective. You don't train to be physical. And yeah. I guarantee next season he will pl- probably play more downs than he's played at any point. It might not be as effective because Johnny Smith will will start almost every down because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Because he's Johnny Smith. He's he's one of those guys who, when you look at him, you think he's not going that fast. When you actually then look at the lines, he's eating yards because he's rapid. Um, but yeah, there's a, and when you look at Cam Newton, when he had a success, when he was MVP, um, who was his top receiver in terms of yards? Greg Olson. Yeah. You know, it's, you've got a quarterback who likes throwing to tight ends and you've got a, a team that's been built around success of throwing to tight ends and now they've gone out and got two proper weapons. So I've always said it's a strength if you can draft. That's a great strength. If you move off players that you've drafted badly, that's also a strength. And we've seen it with um, Arizona. If you pick the wrong guy, just say, look, we've picked the wrong guy. Let's just move off it. It, so many teams don't do that. Ryan Pace held on for four years with Mitch Trubisky. Four years. That's a cool. The only reason he's gone, even still, you, you know what I'm saying? That, that too, yeah. Moving up and selling <laughs> the farm in order to get him. But that's the kind of thing that we see so often, where people just hang on for a hang on for a player that they've drafted and hope he's going to come well. Jake Butt, for example. I mean, he's still hanging around in Denver at the moment. It happens all the time. To be able to go, look, we got it wrong. Let's move off. Done. Ryan Izzo's not the guy we thought he was going to be, so we're going to got John O'Smith. Why not? I think that's a strength in itself. And Belichick wouldn't strike me as the kind of person who would actually say that. But yeah, so got to give him credit. He very rarely splashes this kind of cash, but he was nowhere near done. He then went out and got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, wide receivers from the Raiders and the Niners, respectively. Aguilar got a two-year, $22 million deal. Bourne got a three-year, $15 million deal. Now, Literally obviously, that is, they're, they're now one and two in terms of receivers in New England because their receivers are mm-hmm. trash. But yeah. they're still not number one receivers. They're still not right. Any- let me let me let me put it this way, right? And this yeah. isn't me being biased because I'm I'm not biased against the Patriots. I don't really care all that much about the Patriots, or not, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, the Broncos have four wide receivers who I would really rate and I wouldn't swap either of those two for those four. So yeah. that kind of tells you everything you need to know. That's literally my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aguilar's had one good season. Prior to that, he was dropping everything and Kendrick Bourne, when he actually plays, he looks half decent, but is he a number two at a stretch? Maybe a number three. Mm. Yeah. Not a big issue for me. One one good move I think they made was Jalen Mills. They took from the Eagles for twenty four million on a four year deal because Patrick Chung has announced his retirement. A uh, long serving yep. member of the Patriots, won several rings with them. And he sat out last year. Um, yes, due to COVID, and I dare say probably had a bit too much fun and went. Yeah, I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go I'm, back. I'm, all, I'm done. Yeah. Well, he he, um, he left the states. He's from Jamaica originally. He moved back mm. to Jamaica, and I think going home. And this is me purely speculating, but it must have been great just sitting down watching football. Going, eh, I don't miss this. <laughs> you know, I'm having a good time. It's all right. It's all good. Your dollar goes a long way in Jamaica. But no, I. Missing. Oh, I, I. The thing is, I love Jalen Mills. We said this last week. I, I really, really rate Jalen Mills. I think he's so underutilized and. Yeah, with the injuries that he had, if you can, he's another guy. You can keep him fit, and I like him as a corner. I like him as a safety. I think he's one of those guys who can sort of play nickel corner or safety quite easily. I know typically he's played um, as a corner predominantly, but there's no reason with his intelligence you can play him at a free safety position as well. Or the mm-hmm. way the Patriots play, free safety, strong safety. Let's be honest, basically the same thing. Um, 
so yeah, I think it fits their system perfectly. And I think it'll be a massive, massive upgrade on what they've had previously as well. Other massive signings, Aaron Jones re-signed with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. What Again, the hell? his agent, his agent is the same dude um, as Gronk and Shaq Barrett. And he was basically saying that he said he wanted to stay um, with the Packers. He had offers on the table from other franchises um, and basically wanted to stay. That was Four it. Four years, $48 million. The, it's uh... decent money. It's decent money. But again, this we, we justified their terrible draft last year because this was supposed to be the succession plan of moving in AJ Dillon and freeing up a mm-hmm. load of space to go and target other areas. But they mm-hmm. haven't done that now. So are we now saying that they no. didn't actually know what they were doing with the last draft class at all? No, I think I think they probably drafted AJ Dillon, who has the biggest thighs on earth. Mm. Seriously, Google them. It's worth it. They are enormous. Um, it's like Jonah Lomu. It's ridiculous. Roberto Carlos. They drafted AJ Dillon. Oh, my. Roberto Carlos has two thighs put together. It's outrageous. So they drafted AJ Dillon with the fact that they're not going to get Aaron Jones. They've now mm. got Jones. And what have we said a hundred times? A one-two punch. That's what you want. And now they've got the number one wide receiver in the league. I'm willing to have that argument and I'm not going to tell yeah, you I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Number one wide receiver in the league. Number one quarterback in the league. I don't agree, but based on the fact but he's let's an say, MVP. Let's say the MVP from last year, shall we? we can number agree one on quarterback in the league. Number one wide receiver and a solid, solid one-two punch. Is it the best one-two punch in the league? Maybe, maybe. I mean, as enough as far as offensive weapons go, but it wasn't last if they year. No, but if he wasn't throwing to Marquez Valdez Scantlin, it'd be a bit different because you know you need another wide receiver there. Maybe a, a decent tight one, yeah. end other than Bob Tonyan. No, but th- there's that possibility that they can. So <laughs> it, it adds another element to that offense. And again, it's a big. If they if he didn't play for them last season and they went and signed him, you'd be saying what a signing because they've now got two quality backs. Mm. Well, guess what? All they've done is re-sign a player they already had. That's a success. Free agency isn't always about those shiny headlines. I think this is a massive move. I think it's a great move. Well done, well done, Green Bay. They've managed to get a deal done with the player. I think, obviously I think they've overpaid for him, dude. I think. No, they've... I agree. I mean, any quarterback, you, any sorry, any running back, you pay more than five million for, you've overpaid. Mm. That that's absolutely true. Um, but they've got a guy who I had him in. I had him in fantasy last year, and he got me some mega points. He stopped me finishing being bottom of the league at times. So I'm not. I'm, that's not a joke either. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, he did really well, really, really well. Uh, I want to talk about the Washington football team. They've had a few uh, people come into the building. Um, first one, the most expensive one, was Will Jackson, cornerback from Cincinnati. I believe he I was a first round pick. Uh, he's on a three-year, $40.5 million deal. That's a, a decent move for them. We we said in their uh, review that um, Carl Fuller, Ken, sorry, Kendall Fuller had been really good for them last year, but they needed something on the other side. So they were obviously yeah. listening to the pod, listen to what I said, and congratulations there, Ron. Um, Curtis Samuel, a big move. Obviously, Ron picking him up from his old team. He's well, listed as a wide receiver in some places. Uh, a three-year, $34.5 million deal. Uh, to bring him you know across. what he is Jim he's a football player that's he's what he football, is yeah. he's a football player that's no right. I mean they they tried to dra- they tried to trade for him last year for picks um, and got him on a free this year so good business that's that's yes. what you want yeah <laughs> but no he, it's definitely so something to help out and we were worried about what they were going to do at quarterback well we know what they're going to do now and Dave again 
I said it on the pod. What yeah. about Fitzpatrick? Right, you got something you right. Stop milking it, Jesus. <laughs> I'm milking it when it happens, dude. <laughs> I heard from yeah. Mile High Huddle, Chad Jensen said, and I agreed with him, and he, you know, he said he'd spoken to someone who had spoken directly to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Fitz had said, I am going to retire. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden he doesn't goes and signs a ten million dollar deal. I think it's a great signing. I think it really is. That the thing is that offense had one wide receiver last year, Terry McLaurin. That's yep. it. Sorry, not even one wide receiver, one receiver, and that that's includes receiving backs. It includes um, tight ends, wide receivers, the lot. They need weapons, and I think they can probably address that in the draft. Uh, so they can focus on free agency on defense, which is pretty much what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but Davis gives them that that good option if he can get back to to form, because he's kind of like that Cordero Patterson type, where you know he's a bit speedy, can fill lots of different positions, and yeah, he's a football player. He's just one of those guys who will come in and play everywhere. I like Curtis Samuel. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, good moves there by Washington. And Dave, you lamented last week that your Denver Broncos would be sat there not doing anything, but lo and behold. You went to Washington and you picked up Ronald Darby. Yeah, in hindsight, year, probably thirty million dollar deal. Yeah, so we needed to get a corner. We, there's no doubt about that. We had to get a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, we released AJ Boye um, because, well, anyone who watched him play doesn't. You don't need further explanation than that. And he's currently on a drugs ban as well. Oh. Um, well, he got done in the same um, sting ring as uh, Will Fuller. <laughs> So it was the same exact thing, et cetera, et cetera. And we basically yes. let him go, freed up some cash. And um, he was our number one target. PFF had him rated in top 10 in corners in terms of, um, I think it was tackles and batter down possessions. And mm-hmm. they had him in the bottom 10 in terms of busted coverages. So that kind of tells you everything you need to know. He's very much a boom or bust guy. Um, we've signed him potentially for too much. The reaction on Twitter was outrageous. Uh, yeah. A lot of people saying, "Oh, this is Patton's, uh, Peyton's first signing. It's get him out the building." Oh, this has got Elway written all over it. All right, just just calm down a bit, yeah. Just just chill out a bit. Let's 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 not go nuts here, you know. Let's not burn the place down. I'm glad you're being the voice of reason, Dave, on the uh, the Denver chat boards. When I'm the voice of reason, that's yeah, when you know so. we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but again, in in Denver, we've made a, a couple of other signings as well. Mm. Uh, most notably, uh, the left outside linebacker Goat, Von Miller. So he yes. signed back in the building one year. Um, we asked if he would take a pay cut. He said no, because you know, looking at what other edge rushes have made, um, it was a one-year option basically, and he refused to reduce it down, which is well within his rights to. Mm-hmm. We asked the same thing for Kareem Jackson. Jackson said no, so we let him go. So he's currently on the market. He was a cornerback in Houston who sort of got moved to safety, um, and uh, yeah, so he's now left. And Philip Lindsay has also gone, unfortunately. Um, but you've resigned so Shelby Harris, now. though. Great bit of business. See, there. Recent Shelby Harris, that's a massive bit of business, 10 million, um, because we needed to so, uh, sort of solid up that interior defensive tackle position. And we've mm-hmm. also signed Mike Boone. Now, Mike Boone is a running back who was from Minnesota. He was basically yes. drafted by uh, George Payton. And um, from everything I've heard, of, this is just, you know, what I've heard. And uh, various different Broncos outlets have reported that this guy is a special teams god. 
basically. And <laughs> our special teams in recent seasons has been garbage. So mm. yeah, it's uh, certainly something that can help. There's loads of people going, "Why do we need? Why do we need a third running back? We've got the, we've got the two. We, we should draft someone." Well, no. And then if you look at what this guy does on special teams, apparently he's going to be in the NFL for the next decade just by what he does on special teams. So <laughs> I'm, cool, I'm totally cool with that. I'm fine on it. No, he's not a returner. He doesn't return. What's he doing? He's a guy who so blocking, tackling. He's a he's a guy on special teams who's like an all round. King god. Kong. He's like he's literally a god. He's what you do with your fullback. If you're a fullback, you go in and you block on the offensive line. You become a tight end almost at times, and you have to be great in special teams. And that's mm. exactly what this guy does. Except he's a running back. Um, he did play. He had one start, two starts for um, the Vikings. One of them, he got 150 yards and three touchdowns or something in that one game. But uh, it was against someone who was gashed. So i'm not really <laughs> writing too much into that but no decent business so far from the broncos we've not gone mad which i didn't expect us to do um and we've addressed areas of need there's a lot of people saying that you know peyton's obviously not had a massive impact or anything and is i tweeted something the other day saying look you, every year 25 percent of your roster turns over every yep. year and most of your roster is made up with guys who are fourth round and beyond um, mm-hmm. And undrafted free agents. So if you get, a, if you, I would rather have a GM who's crap in free agency but brilliant in the draft, than have someone who's brilliant in free agency and crap in the draft. So, am I excited by what we've done? <sighs> Not really. It's kind of like a wheat of its breakfast. You, you eat it and then forget about it for the rest of your day. But you know, hopefully, it forms a solid base that is filled areas of need. Um, now it's onto the main course, which is going to be. Um, the cheaper end of free agency and the draft. And that's the that's draft. important bet. Exactly. Two good moves for the New York Jets, as far as I can see here, Dave. Carl Lawson was the first one, defensive end from Cincinnati on a, four, a three-year, $45 million deal. Uh, and then Cora Davis, the wide receiver from Tennessee, on a $37.5 million, three-year deal. Just gives them some extra weapons there. They're, they're trying to bolster things up before the draft hits. Always good to hit your needs now. So you're not having to be desperate on the on draft night. Yeah, I, like I mean, I do. I mean, Cole Lawson's a guy who I would have preferred his brother, Shaq. I don't think they're actually brothers, actually. No, they're so. not. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Shaq, I can't remember where Shaq Barrett went to. Uh, sorry, Shaq Lawson went to. But um, I would have preferred Shaq Lawson, who's also a defensive end. But Cole Lawson, his stats are a bit weird. He doesn't get many sacks, but his pressures are through the roof. Yeah. Um, so he's a guy who you're not going to. Yeah, exactly. He's a guy who you're not going to be playing a huge amount to, and he's going to be consistently good. That's it, just good. And good, there's nothing wrong with good. Good's fine. If you get a guy who's reliable and, you know, he's, I'm struggling for another superlative other than good, <laughs> but I don't want to use ordinary. Do you know what I mean? A guy who's just consistently performing there's nothing wrong with that and i think that's what you'll get from cole lawson i think it's a good sign in and Corey davis obviously i think it was a top 10 pick a few years ago for the, yeah. the titans Corey davis never really sucks. never really uh, filled that potential but he's still a solid receiver he's still a big body no, he's not. um a, a possession target i'm trying to be nice not, having it. Be nasty? not having it his catch rate his catch radius is the size of his palm i'm not having it sorry man he's a bust I don't, I, I'm not, if he signed for the Broncos, I would be gutted, absolutely gutted. He's had one good game last season, um, and that was probably his only good game for three years. I'm not having it, he's rubbish. 
just a quick aside, I've had a notification about the uh, the media deals. We were mentioning them earlier, Dave, and how they're going to boom up yes. later. NFL have announced media rights changes, in, including moving Thursday Night Football exclusively to Amazon as part of an 11-year deal worth $110 billion. Yes, it's ridiculous. Um, everyone in the UK who doesn't have Amazon Prime, don't worry, you'll be fine. Because there was quite a few uh, Thursday Night Footballs which were uh, only broadcast on Amazon and we still got them on Sky Sports. So mm. don't worry too much. because I've got Amazon. I'm seeing one there. Well, you, you can still watch it on Amazon Game Prime. Pass as still well. watch that. I'm not watching it on Sky. You can still watch that. Yeah, it's good on Sky. You get to see uh, you get to see the Sky Sports host Neil Thingy, Neil Reynolds, who you love. Jim's like oh, number yeah. one fan. He's got a, he's got a Neil Reynolds T-shirt. He's, he loves it. <laughs> I'm with stupid. Is uh, the <laughs> oh news I've just seen as well. I know mm. I'm probably jumping ahead here. You are. Um, the 49ers are going to host Joe Flacco. I hope he starts with them next season. Is in the comedy night or something? <laughs> I have no clue. Wow. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's just popped off and it's made my, it's made my day. He's made you do strange things sometimes. Uh, let's go back to the it's, list, it's, Dave. I want it's to get... like a, a fit girl in a nightclub, isn't it? It makes, it makes you do some odd stuff. It makes yeah, you dance yeah. in ways you wouldn't normally. <laughs> uh, let's cover up some of the big moves. Marvin Jones, who you love, Dave, he has now moved from the Detroit Lions to the Jacksonville Jaguars on a two-year, $12.5 million deal. Jags are killing it in free agency. They've done so well. Um, I'm sorry, they're receivers now. DJ Shark, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, they just need a couple of tight ends. And their offense, all of a sudden, you're looking at going, actually, do you know what? They've got a running back who's good, a wide receiver core who's really good, a quarterback who's... so much promise mm-hmm. and their offensive line isn't bad all of a sudden you know they're, they're looking sneaky good <laughs> i mean the defense is still crap let's not you know it's going to be one of those games they're going to be win by shootout well they've they've taken shaq griffin from seattle who yep. is, has been their starting cornerback for a few years now uh he went over there on a three-year 40 million dollar deal but still mm. you've got starting cornerback there so, well, they had they they got they had Henderson as well from last season, who they drafted in the first round, who looked yeah. okay. So I've got no issue with their cornerbacks. I mean, they 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 got they sold the farm to get rid of um, uh, what's it called uh, Ramsey, who just basically couldn't play because of his consistent back problems. Insert laughter here. <laughs> um, basically, wouldn't play before he went to the Rams because of his back yeah. problems, which never surfaced again whatsoever. yeah yeah, he's been fine it's amazing tackled yeah exactly he's been just rolling around in agony and all of a sudden someone throws a massive bunch of money at him and he gets Mm -hmm. up and sprints in the opposite direction um no so i think defensively on their back they're absolutely fine it's up front they've got issues yeah um but they'll sort it out through the draft i think they've uh, that it looks almost as though the jags are that team who have made the biggest shift and we always say as soon as you enter free agency you you can within five days you you can change the way that you look as a franchise and when you go into the draft literally three days later your entire identity as an organization can be completely different we've seen that with the jags They're, they are becoming a different team more big names that have moved uh patrick peterson been with the cardinals since day dot he has now gone mm-hmm. to the minnesota vikings on a one-year 10 million dollar deal 31 years old he he was elite dave when he was in his prime. Um, was. He's not been in his prime for a while, though. I'm worried. 
mm. I'm worried about this one. So there's certain organizations, certain franchises who know how to use their personnel. Okay. Now, obviously Indianapolis is one of them. Whoever goes to Indianapolis, when was the last time Indianapolis have really bummed out on a player? They don't. They they get something out of them. And Xavier Rhodes went to Indianapolis and they used him in the way that he should have been used. Use him on the inside, use him as man coverage, almost as like a shallow corner safety hybrid mm-hmm. way. But they got the best out of him. Yep. And the season before, he was in Minnesota and looked horrendous. Like was an island, utter, wasn't he? utter useless. And now you've got a quarterback who's older going to Minnesota in exactly the same system. I'm worried because I really like Patrick Peterson in the all or nothing series. He was the one shining star, him and David Johnson's girlfriend really both came <laughs> through as being the stars of the show. Um, unlike Honey Badger. And, you know, they really shone as being, you know, just generally just nice people. Um, mm. And I hope he goes there and I hope he's successful. Mate, I just don't see it, you know? I just don't see it. Unlike the quarterback position, whereas Brady's shown can be any age, it does seem to be that once you've hit over 30 as a cornerback, you do seem to yeah. hit a bit of a wall. Even the best ones, even like someone like Darrell Revis, you, he had he struggled if after If you go 30. somewhere, if you go somewhere that knows how to use you, I don't think you do. Because yeah. if you look last season, Josh Norman moved from um, Washington, Washington to Buffalo, where he looked awful went to I'm not saying it's a, really it's a fast rule for everyone yeah. but for the majority no absolutely but on the on the flip side of that chris harris jr you know i love chris harris jr. i've got a chris harris jr pro bowl shirt that's how much i love chris harris jr he went to the chargers looked garbage so i think it's more of a a franchise thing rather than a player thing but i i believe i absolutely right but, i think there's an age restriction on corners yeah unless you're elite like tremont williams who just retired at 38 who was epic he's going to be a hall of famer you know unless you unless you're that good typically right. aren't seeing older cornerbacks still producing like, like they used to um <laughs> Jadobia, Jadobia for example he's just moved from dallas to cincinnati he's 26 on a three-year 21.75 million dollar deal um said it before and i'll say it again no one's ever going to remember him for anything he ever does in his career he's going to be remembered for one thing and that was when he was drafted that's it <laughs> doesn't matter what he does he can win nine super bowls no one's going to care Mm. Uh, okay Andy Dalton Andy Dalton has moved from being a backup in Dallas to what we thought was going to be competing for the number one job uh, in Chicago but he's not yeah. going to be competing with Mitch Trubisky nope. because Mitch we Trubisky knew this today, we knew this 18 months ago <laughs> yeah, Mitch Trubisky has been moved from the Chicago Bears to the Buffalo Bills on a one-year deal, we don't know the, the dollar amount. Dave, talk to me about this move. Let's talk about Andy Dalton, first of all, going to Chicago because obviously a lot of Chicago Bears fans were hoping they'd be moving him for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. They get problem, Dalton. The problem is, is Ryan Pace opened his big fat mouth. Now, <laughs> what I don't... You're going to have to help me out with this, Jim, because I don't understand Ryan Pace, right? I want to go back a few years where don't he signed uh, I want to sign, He signed Mike Glennon in free agency. I think it was a three-year yes. $45 million deal. And that's when yeah, $45 was million was a lot of money. It was decent. And Mike Glennon, for anyone who doesn't know, is a trifle with an arm sticking out of it. That's basically what Looks it like is. Earthworm Jim. Yeah, so everyone was sitting there going, what the hell have they done that? And then Ryan Pace threw this massive, great, big Super Bowl party. 
um, for everyone in the beers organization. And then there's a there's a very famous picture of Mike Lennon. He's just signed the contract of his life. Finally become All a starting sudden, quarterback. He was always back up. Exactly. In Tampa Bay, he always was waiting for his chance. Yep. He had a couple of games. He, he flashed some skill. And he'd just been he looked, he looked he'd okay. Been he looked a decent backup. Yeah. The, the Bears. Exactly. He got his chance now. And to, he's to now their starting quarterback. This is his big opportunity. And what does he do? He sits there and watches his GM trade up and give away the farm to pick up a guy who's played 16 career college games, Mitch Trubisky. That's what happened. From he North Carolina. In, from North Carolina. The North Carolina. It wasn't Carolina. from Ohio State or Oklahoma no. or Alabama. It was from North Carolina. No. Yeah, who, not even the like, I don't even know what division they play in. Yeah, I don't even know. I think they're playing like the Big Ten or something. Like, it's not even the Big Twelve. It might even be <laughs> yeah. like Atlantic West or something. I've got no idea. Doesn't matter. But, um, no. So, and then there's a picture of him standing, and you're thinking, as your as the GM, what you need to do is pull the guy to the side, and this has been confirmed that this didn't happen, mm. and pull him aside and like, look, we're gonna we're gonna be drafting a quarterback here, so we just want you to be aware and everything like that didn't happen. All of a sudden, he's sitting there going, whoa, whoa, whoa. what's what's just happened here, boss? You know, <laughs> now. In more recent times, he's gone on radio, he's gone on TV. We're interested in Wilson. Wilson wants to come here. We can offer him. We can become the franchise he wants. Now, Pete Carroll basically came out and said, look, I'm, I'm 70. I'm not rebuilding. He's not going anywhere. Come on. We'll, we'll listen to him a bit and we'll give him more input. So Wilson's gone. All right, I'll stay. So all of a sudden, after sitting there and mouthing off, He's done an orderly Harrison. He's put himself in a position where now he's going to have to go out and fight and he can't because who wants to go and play in Chicago? <laughs> and he's had to go out and get someone. He's Harrison not going to rely on Nick Foles. Yeah. you got to love it. <laughs> he's basically gone out and had to go and get someone and it's Andy Dalton. Now, if nothing had been said, nothing, say if nothing over the offseason was said, because mm. you haven't heard anything out of the 49ers to say they want to go and get um, Deshaun Watson. You haven't heard anything. You haven't heard anything from the Jets saying that they want him. You haven't heard anything from the Broncos saying that. No one said anything. Same with the Dolphins. No one said oh. Ryan Pace is there going, yeah, yeah, we love Wilson. We, we want Wilson. Come over. Come over. Us. Come over to the dark side. We want you. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Wilson's not coming. You've got to go and get someone. So who do you go and get? Oh, you go and get an option that's on uh, that's on the market. You go and get Andy Dalton. And of course, Andy Dalton, yes, he's you know he's been in playoff games. He's been the face of a franchise, although you know it's it's the Bengals, um, mm. and it's thoroughly underwhelming. He might he'll come in and he'll do okay because let's be honest, he's probably better than Trubisky. But it's a low bar, you know. It, they've signed another Foles. You you've got the opportunity to go between Foles and Trubisky, and uh, sorry, Foles and um, Andy Dalton. Is is there much difference between the two of them? It just it's just it's disappointing. That's all. One's is. won the Super Bowl. One ain't. And we know a lot <laughs> of bad quarterbacks. We know a lot of bad quarterbacks and bad players who won the Super Bowl. Let's not go oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But this is <laughs> so. This move then over and and releasing Trubisky uh, over to the mm. the Bills. So it's two point five million is the is the dollar amount they've put on this one year deal for him to be the backup basically to to Josh Allen. I'm sure Josh is is worried about his, his yep. starting position now. Um, like We were talking about this before the pod started. This is just another one of those, a bit like what Dallas did, where they've yeah. just brought in someone who's, who's better known, who's got more starting experience to be your backup. A bit like what the Raiders have got with, uh, or <laughs> I should say, Mariota. currently got with Mariota. Um, Hang <laughs> so, on, check your phone. Have they currently got it with Mariota? We're coming, on, we're coming on to that. We're coming on to yeah. that. 
listen, I love this move. I think it's a great move for everyone. Yeah. Because who's the who's the Bills um, backup last season? Matt Schaub? I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know who it was. Whoever it was, it wouldn't have been anyone half decent. No. Who was it the season before that? Nate Peterman. That's who it was. Mm. Listen, right? I... If your quarterback goes down, we've seen the value of having someone who can come in and be serviceable. Look at the Steelers last season. Not the one just gone, the one before that. You had Mason Rudolph and um, that duck fellow. What's his name? Duck Hodges. You had those two coming in. And let's be honest, you couldn't scrape a decent quarterback between them if you blended them. You have to have someone half decent. Now, there's no way that Trubisky is going to overtake Josh Allen. It's not going to happen. We know that Josh Allen is going to have to fall off a cliff and hit every rock on the way down mm-hmm. for that to happen. That's not going to happen. So it suits the Bills because they've got a guy who's got a winning record and a, and a decent record. Let's not forget, you know, Trubisky has won games. He's looked terrible doing it, but he's won games. Yeah. You know, he's a guy who's had limited success, but some success. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it suits the Bills, and they're paying him not very much. It suits Trubisky because if Trubisky goes anywhere in the NFL, he's probably going to be a backup. Now, there's some places you could argue maybe you could challenge. The vast majority of the time, teams don't move off their starting quarterback unless they're absolutely dreadful, which doesn't happen very often, or through an injury. So um, we've seen it with Herbert. Herbert only came in because someone decided to stab Terod Taylor in the back, literally. In the lung. Um, in the lung, I mean, it was, it was, yeah. And it happens all the time. When, when Roethlisberger got injured, when Drew Locke got injured last season, we ended up playing um, Brett Rippon. You know, it was that kind of thing. You only tend to get guys coming in who are backups when there is an injury. So Trubisky can go in, hope for an injury in the <laughs> nicest possible way. And all of a sudden, he's taking charge of a speedboat, a speedboat with quality wide receivers, a great defense, and... You know, let's be honest. If he if he comes in, there's a fairly good chance he can go and win a playoff game. So, and then there's a market for him. Then he's going to go somewhere and be a starter. So, it's I think it's a great move for everyone. There is the other possibility, of course, that Trubisky goes to the Bills, does nothing, sits down for a whole year, and then has to yeah. go and find another job. Mm. In which case, is he in any worse a position than he is now? Probably not. And as long as he keeps his nose clean, he'll have a glowing reference from um, Sean McDermott. So, yeah, why not? I think it's a great move for everyone. I think it suits everyone all around. There we go. No, I'm not going to chime in on this. Uh, let's, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the point? Uh, other moves then. So Houston, they have signed Tyrod Taylor. We After talked about Mr. Lung himself. Ross. Yeah. This this seems, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, he's not Deshaun Watson and is not even fit to lick his spats, but they they seem to be making some admission that they might actually not be able to use Deshaun Watson uh, in the up- upcoming season. Mm. They should really get on with it and make the trade if they can now. The closer you get to the to draft day, the worse it's going to get for you. And if you go past draft day and you've still got Deshaun Watson on your roster and he actually does what he says and sits out, you've really shot yourself. So, so they, should be getting, they should be on the phone now. They should not be... Well, if they were half decent or half competent, they should be making this move. Now, Tyrod Taylor moving across, is that the mission that, uh, okay, we were not answering the phone now, but maybe if you phone us again, we might answer and we might listen. Do you know know the last time the Texans said that they're not answering the phone and that they're not trading him? Go on. January. Mm. That was the last time they said anything. 
Now, if it, if it was certain that they were determined to keep him, then there would have been more noise. I think they probably are answering the phone, and I think they're having words with one or two teams, I think. Um, I think they've probably set a price out there, but everyone's just keeping it low because you don't want to be the team that misses out on Deshaun Watson. Now, the other thing that's clouding the water somewhat is the current legal problems that we're hearing for Deshaun Watson as well. We won't get too far into so that because they're just accusations at the moment. But uh... Exactly. There's a couple of accusations that uh, he used to chill around with Robert Kraft. Uh, yeah. And anyone who knows, knows. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going... I mean, that kind of just is what it is. But, you know, the fact still remains that the Texans haven't for 51 days now said that they won't that they won't trade him. Um, and he's been steadfast in saying, and his agent has been steadfast in saying that he is not playing for them. And they've continued to say that on a fairly consistent basis. Yeah. For me, writing's on the wall, um, it, it, I am almost certain that it will happen. He will be traded. I'm absolutely certain of it. It's just a matter of where. Well, there's only a couple of places that can really afford to take him, right? Uh, I think there's four. I think there's four places that can afford to take him. Okay. Um, I don't think it's going to be just draft capital. I think there's going to be players involved, uh, no matter which way you look at it. Uh, And there's also a possibility that there may be one or two players going from... Uh, the Texans and you might have to soak up their salary so there's the good you know if they've got like a starting safety use on or a backup safety use on five or six million they'll say okay we want you to take him and we want you to take up his salary as well so there might be I mean if you're a half decent if is it Calisero what's his name uh, Cassiero. the GM, I can't remember Cassiero. Cassiero. Yeah, if he's off if he's an half decent GM there'll be something like that thrown in um, you're looking really at uh, the Dolphins, um, yeah. the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Jets. And I don't think yes. the Jets are really in the conversation. Are the Bears um, in it, though? I know they've told no. Andy Dalton he's the starter, but I'm not could that just it. be a ploy to get someone there as, as draft as capital to, sw- to switch across with the Texans? Nope. Not having Ryan it. Pace is the most desperate out of all of the GMs. That's what keeps him in the I game. Mean, he is more desperate than any of them to... To get a quarter. I mean, there is. This is last year. Let's face it. This is going to be his last year as GM. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You might as well go out with a bang. If you are, if you are someone who, uh, if you are someone who's looking to get the most capital, you'd ring Ryan Pace um, because he would sell you his last name in order to get him. I just don't necessarily think that they have the capital to do it because where where they draft? Where they drafting? Early twenties. I mean, let's not forget they were a playoff team. So yeah, yeah, they, they haven't got the draft capital, capital but they have got the, the desperation factor. They'll give up future picks. <laughs> They'll give it They'll all give up. up everything. No, all right, I'm not going to concede that it's impossible. It's unlikely. It's bloody unlikely. But okay, <laughs> I mean, the other teams potentially. Give, no, there's other things. You know, they'll just they'll just lump everything in. Yeah, the other possibility is Carolina because there was some talk um, a couple of weeks ago that they were offering Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Chris McCaffrey, and two first rounders. That doesn't now, make sense to me. That, I think that Matt Rule's too too doesn't. steady, Eddie. He's going to build this team. He doesn't want to. Well, it depends. It, it depends if it's it's Matt Rule making the decision because he's not the GM. He's not, but That's he does have a say in what's going on there. And he has a nine-year contract or whatever it is. Exactly. So, so you would expect him to have some kind of input. But yeah, they've got a, they've I mean, got a plan the thing is as well. To it, I, I love what the doing. other thing. 
the other thing that we I, I agree we we said on one of our other pods that they're you know in in the long term they're sneaky guys who could potentially um turn into a very good franchise just because they're they're setting the foundation very very yep. well yep. um but the the point i think that we are probably overlooking is yes they could ring and and potentially fleece ryan pace but let's not forget this is the texans you know it's going to be like having a it's going to be like listening to a seance with mr bean You've got <laughs> two organizations who cannot negotiate with each other. Yeah. So if if you if you're gonna sign, let's be honest, the most valuable player ever to come on the open market, which Deshaun Watson is, when has it ever happened that a franchise quarterback who's twenty five comes on the open market? Doesn't happen. I, I Just, can't think of it. No. I don't think it's ever happened. No. You want the seller to be the Texans. That's what you want. You want mm-hmm. the seller to be the mm-hmm. Texans. You, if you turn up to buy a second-hand car that's a steal, you want the person selling it to know nothing about cars and go, it's blue and it's got four wheels. How much will you give me for it? That's kind of where the Texans are coming from. Yeah. So they're almost the perfect seller and it's almost the perfect player and it's almost the perfect deal. Mm. It's just too good to be true. But I am convinced, I'm 100% convinced that he, you will never see him play in a Texans jersey again. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. John Lynch versus the Texans. Can you imagine? It will be they'll, we'll they'll actually trade rounder. him to the 49 they'll trade him to the to the Texans uh, the Texans will trade him to the 49ers and give them a second round pick. Yeah. <laughs> it would yeah, just be probably. outrageous. It would be it would be madness, honestly. It's <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be interesting. It's this something that everyone don't get bored of it. We'll get bored of it because you're going to be hearing about it all summer. It's just going to go on and on and on. Oh, please make the trade happen. Just get on with it. Anyway, we've got a few more players to talk about here, Dave. Uh, first one, we'll, we'll talk about big names. So AJ Green, uh, wide receiver from Cincinnati, has gone to Arizona name. on a one-year, $6 million deal. We were wondering where he's going. Got to take my hat off. But... Got to take my hat off. Philly Sy called it last week, said uh, they need to bolster their um, wide receiver call. I sort of poured a slight scorn over that and said they probably didn't but yeah they absolutely have they've they've mm. gone and got someone who has the potential to be a number one receiver although you know let's be honest that won't be won't be in Arizona <laughs> no, no he can't beat out DeAndre but yeah. there you go another weapon is always good to see uh, so there's that move there Jared Cook the 33 year old tight end has gone from New Orleans Saints to the LA Chargers on a one year six million max deal not often you see Jared the word max Kirk. put onto these things, but no, what that is, um, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I guarantee what that is, is they've given him loads of incentives, which don't count towards the cap basically. Yeah. So, um, New England did it a couple of years ago with Julian Edelman. They basically offered him $5 million if he made the Pro Bowl. So he had a, a bonus there that sat there. If he made the Pro Bowl, he'd get $5 million. Julian Edelman has never made the Pro Bowl ever. No. So if you offer someone... Um, a bonus that they are likely to achieve, it counts towards your cap. It's, I think it's called standard and non-standard or something like that. I can't remember what the terminology is. If you, so if, if the, say if the Broncos signed Juju Smith-Schuster, just plucking a name out of that, I just saw it appear on my phone a second ago. If they signed Juju Smith-Schuster and say, you're going to get a 2,000 rushing yard season, that wouldn't count towards your cap because he's not likely to go and get it. Um, and basically, I guarantee that's what they've done with Cook. They've offered him loads of incentives, and that's why you've got Max in there. And let's be honest, Jared Cook is not—he's not a tight end. He can't block. He's a wide receiver. Is too slow to play wide receiver. That's—he's he's basically just a receiving tight end. Perfect um, replacement for that Henry. Then. 
Uh, I mean, he's a worse blocker than Hunter Henry. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. He's not. Cook's he could block in a screen. Yeah, he could block in a screen. I don't mm. even think. I don't even think Cook could block in a screen. He would get beat in a rush by a safety. Um, I just don't think he's very good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm not worried about you know facing him twice a year. More they tight end news. Running back. Carl Rudolph has uh, has been plucked out of free agency by the New York Giants on a two year, sixteen million dollar deal. Yeah, not bad. Not bad move there for the Giants. Obviously, they've got everything. I like Carl Rudolph. Yeah, I like Carl Rudolph. And if you put him in a decent offense, you will even say it grows. You see the Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer Jesus. joke. Yes, congratulations, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Just you can laugh. It's not against the rules. <laughs> Yeah, make a joke and uh, okay. So um, let's talk. About, oh, we just wish Punk was here today because the Raiders have done it again. They've they've gone out on a limb. They've brought in Kenyon Drake from Arizona mm. on a two year, fourteen and a half million dollar deal. Um, I thought they had a running back. Jesus Dave, Christ! But, yeah, uh, they have. <laughs> they want Kenyon is, Drake. Okay, who's their first starting running back? Is one of the elite running backs in the league? Okay, their second running back last year was Devante Booker. Um, yeah. Yep. That tells you everything. They need another running back. Kenyon Drake's a guy who I was a big fan of at Alabama. I thought he was great. He took over from Derrick Henry, basically. I mean, yep. very different There's some big people, shoes to Very fill. different players. Very different players. Yeah. Um, but Kenyon Drake has kind of bummed around the league and looked, I don't want to go as far as to say underwhelming, but it always looks like there's a bit more. Um, when he was in Miami again, it was he was replaced by Matt Brader, which tells you everything you need to know. And Brader's kind of bummed out and nothing's happened. He went to Arizona, didn't really work out Arizona, and was, was replaced by a guy who, I'm going to be honest, I can't remember from last season. Chase Edmonds. Um, yeah, Chase Edmonds. Edmonds looks fine. Mm. Um, I, yeah, the, the numbers are a bit... He had, didn't he have one game for the Cardinals? He had like three touchdowns and just... Absolutely yeah, torched the game, but he plays he that one game that shows you that he's actually yeah. good. But he must have an attitude problem because you see these players that get shifted around a lot where they just can't stay with an organization, they aren't good around people, and so they it just makes can't you stay wonder. In the team. I don't, I've not heard anything to say that he has got a bad attitude. He's not Eli Apple, who was called a cancer in the dressing room. He's That's not fair that enough, level, there's something going on there. Uh, yeah, same with Taco Charlton as well. Taco Charlton seems to have sorted himself out and gone, look, I need to get my head down. I was drafted in the first round when I had no place being there. Yeah. I went to the uh, the Cowboys. It didn't work out for me. I think he bummed around a couple of other places and he's just been re-signed in uh, Kansas City. So, yes. you know, he's a guy who's figured out what he needs to do and fair play to him. You know, he did all right last year. I, the numbers are a bit big for me. Um, but the way everything the, the Raiders are doing is just a bit weird at the moment. Mm. Well, I did actually. We did hear from Punk before this. He's not able to make it today. It's a family emergency, but he did say that he likes Kenyon Drake as a change of pace back. Without an O line, it won't help. So yeah. <laughs> he's not. Obviously, he's got some other areas of need there. And um, Marcus Mariota, who we know who's close to leaving, um, they yeah. told him he's got to take nearly an eight million dollar paycheck to stay or get out of town. Yeah, that that's just a you know we're going to give you an option to stay, and therefore we can say we tried to keep you when actually we're not all that bothered about keeping you. Yeah, um, John Gruden's the only uh, the only uh, coach in the past three years who's not made the playoff who's still got a job. <laughs> Where's well, that huge? That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, 
tells you everything you need to know. Um, they love him in there, and he's got too much rule. I think he's got too too much of a firm hand. He's just it, what I don't get their tactic. I don't get what they're doing. Well, they brought in a TV um, scout as their GM. I mean, some would argue with you on that. I think what the well, was a TV scout, right? Uh, yes, that's factually correct. I'm not saying anything nasty against him. I'm just saying that he that was his we, experience. We both know. We both know what you're saying when you say that. And I saw your face when you said it. All right. So let's let's not beat around what? the bush. I know what you're saying. Go on. And there are some people that would agree with you. There are many that wouldn't as well. Uh, my opinion is neutral. I am Swiss on this matter. Um, full of holes. No, I I I don't get the direction they're going in. To be perfectly honest, their O line last year was sensational. I mean, it was so good, and they seem to have gone away from it. It just feels a bit. Mm. I don't know what direction they're they're going in. I'm sure by the end of free agency and the draft, it'll all be clear. Um, maybe there's some guys in the draft that they've just fallen in love with um, at the garden tackle positions. But yeah, it just feels a bit weird at the moment. One more player then. A big note, and that's Will Fuller, uh, mm. wide receiver from Houston. He's got out. He's gone to Miami on a one-year, ten million plus dollar deal. So another weapon there for for Tua or whoever may be the quarterback come the start of the season. Yeah, he's still going to have uh, a couple of games um, on his ban. Uh, it's the injuries, though. He's a deep threat, and we know that Miami need wide receivers, but. How many times do we see him starting getting to grooving? And there's no doubt he is dangerous, but there's two points to it. The number of games he misses and the number of snaps he's not there for. Mm-hmm. And then every time he gets injured and he just gets, every time he's getting in the swing of it, he gets injured immediately. It's just so frustrating. The second thing is how often do we see players like him who rely on their pace? The second they hit 29 or 30, gone. Now, as soon as that pace is gone, what are you? There's players like, there's wide receivers like Larry Fitzgerald, for example, who didn't have pace and just swapped to playing in the slot and they had the cleverness to be able to, I don't see that with Fuller. I just think he's a big bodied, fast wide receiver who's able to get down and when he's in one-on-one coverage, because D-Hop was the other side, he looked great. Didn't have D-Hop last season, looked a bit ordinary. I mean, the O-line was Swiss cheese, but dedication is to Swiss cheese today. Um, And yeah, it's just somewhat of a concern. You've got a quarterback who... Yes, always. There's a quarterback who is ranks last in distance thrown in, in terms of the way that the ball, in the distance the ball has traveled. If you mm-hmm. throw it five yards and it turns into a 100 yards touchdown, it's still five yards. Yeah. And to a, and in terms of qualifying quarterbacks, was last in terms of his average. So that kind of tells you everything you need to know. Now you've got a guy who's a deep threat and relies solely on his pace. Not a recipe for success there, really, is it? No, Wilford is only 26, so he's a few years away from that uh, cliff, as a you say. Injuries, away from that. injuries aren't helping him at all. You're absolutely no. right. He reminds me a lot of Martavis Bryant that we used to have at the Steelers, an absolute alien when he was on the field. He would catch yeah. things he would have no right to catch, and he was so quick. But he had so well, he had problems with injury and with uh, smoking weed. So mm-hmm. between those two things, uh, he wasn't in the league for very long. He went to the Raiders. Uh, you won't be surprised to hear. Didn't do no, much there either. That was a couple of years ago. The thing <laughs> yeah, is, I found yeah. a PDF. I found a PDF online earlier on, and it listed every single injury that uh, Will Fuller had had. But I couldn't download oh, it because yeah. I've only got nine gig of free memory on my phone. <laughs> I just couldn't download it. Um, so I don't know. I can't even tell you exactly what was wrong. But there's just so many. On a heat map of his injuries, it'd just be red. 
Yeah. His legs be black. <laughs> looks like, so, looks so like the Vodafone symbol. Looks like the Vodafone symbol, but the bit in the middle is just his padding. <laughs> All the rest of it's just injured. <laughs> Poor Bill Fuller. When he's playing, he's amazing, but yeah, he's just not playing. Uh, those are the, the big names. Obviously, there's a lot more um, unsexy players like Pat Elfline, guards gone from the Jets to the, the Panthers. Uh, Jordan Lewis got a re-signing in Dallas. Like we said on, on their review, kind of a... a Jordan Lewis? He used, he used to play for Norwich. He was no, he a left-back for Norwich. No, day. no. He was. Dalvin Snacks Tomlinson, he's gone from the Giants to the Minnesota Vikings on a two-year, $21 million deal. Danico Autry, the defensive end from the Colts has gone to the Titans on a three-year, $21.5 million deal. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, guard from the Giants, has gone to the Baltimore Ravens for three years, $22.5 million. He was, the, um, he was the offensive guard who was part of the OBJ trade from the Browns, I believe. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, now, the, reason, the thing behind this, so I did a little bit of reading on this because I like Zeitler. I think he's really good. He's one of those good buys on Madden as well because he's on not very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically he plays left and right guard and has been traded. Uh, Nate Solder, who was the left tackle for the Patriots when they won all of the mm-hmm. rings, he went to the Giants, opted out last season, coming yep. back this season to play left again, which means the right uh, left tackle from last season, Andrew Thomas, is probably going to go to right tackle. Yeah. Because you can go from left to right. You can't really go from right to left. Um, He's going to go to right tackle, and the right the guy who's playing right tackle, Matthew Pert, um, can play anywhere along the line. So yeah, he was a guard, wasn't he? Officially, he was a guard, but had played numerous times. He played at centre three times. I mean, when you can play at centre, tackle, and guard, you're worth your weight in gold because you're probably going to save five million quid on the on the uh, uh, on the cap just yourself because you can probably go for one less player. Um, so he's probably now going to shift inside and become that guard that they need. So which means that they can remove Zeitler off uh, the cap. So it just gives um, the Giants that extra extra option on offense as well. They're also being linked with um, my one of my favorite wide receivers, Kenny Golladay. Yes, who's still not got a, a new club yet. So no, he's visited them today, and all everything's pointing towards him signing with the uh, the Giants apparently. Just thinking, Matt Pert was it was UConn, wasn't it? He came out of. Can't remember. He's bloody yeah. good. I remember that. I, I was <laughs> I was banging his drum before the draft. So if you listen to I our thought you know the college. I'm, I'm sure it's UConn. I can't remember. A couple of safeties that have moved. John Johnson has gone from the Rams to the Browns on a three-year, thirty-three point so, seven five million dollar deal. That's a, a great bit of business, unfortunately, there for the Browns. Uh, Rayshon so Jenkins. Rachel Jenkins gone from the Chargers to the Jags. Four years, $35 million deal. Another great move there for Jacksonville. Um, Romeo Aquara has re-signed with the Lions. Three years, $39 million defensive end. He's like the only person to sign for the Jags. Yeah, the, uh, the Lions. Yeah, and uh, Trey Hendrickson was the, the most expensive defensive end, though, so far in this class. Um, from New Orleans Saints over to the Bengals. Four years, $60 million on that deal oh blimey um i think we've we've covered most of them now dave and um, we've been doing it for a while now so i think we're gonna it's gonna wrap it up uh next week we'll do the nfc north and nfc south reviews we'll obviously be updating any other moves that have happened including insert name here deshaun watson um yeah you never know you never know it might be before oh, i've even edited what this I've- thing, but- 
what have the Steelers done? Have you have you guys made any moves? <laughs> oh, no, we've been no, no, no. This isn't me. Having, this isn't me. This isn't me having a dig. Genuinely, it's not. I I just haven't heard your your name being touted around the throat in free agency. Have you signed anyone or anything? Have you? No. I know you um, you re-signed a couple of players, but I didn't recognise any of the names. So I assumed that they were like squad guys and stuff. Yeah, mostly uh, we've re-signed squad guys. Uh, we've lost Bud Dupree, obviously. We lost Mike Hilton to the Bengals. Four years, 24 million. He's one of our cornerbacks. Um, yeah, we just haven't really retained a lot of players. Uh, Tyson mm-hmm. Oluwalu, we got rid of as well. Uh, we got him across from the Jags. He was a first-round pick for them. He's gone back, I think, to Jacksonville. But... Every time you, you know, say Tyson Oluwalu, I just think of the TV show, Hello, Hello. Hello, Hello. Listen no, to me no. carefully, because I've said this only once. <laughs> <laughs> um, people have been obviously a bit worried about this, because even though we've managed to get the cap down and, and Ben restructured a, a brand new contract, we've still been getting rid of everyone and we haven't signed anyone. So, but at the same, And we're about to lose Juju by the looks of it to the Jets. Um, Connor might stick around, might not, but most people are expecting us to draft oh, no. a running oh, back somewhere. Yeah. I so, expect so because your running game last season was stone dead last. Yeah, well, I'm not too rash. worried about as much as I like Juju. I do like Juju. Um, we've wide receiver group is not our problem, so I, w- I won't be the end of the world if we lose him. Uh, as long as we free up more more room, then I'm okay. So Steelers fans in general have been a bit kind of annoyed about the whole thing, but as you said, you lose a quarter of your your roster every season anyway. I fully expect us to sort stuff out and be ready for next season to go. It would surprise me if Juju Smith-Schuster did go to the Jets. Um, the main reason I say that is Robert Sallow, who's the new head coach for the Jets, he was the defensive coordinator for um, the San Francisco game. Any Anyone who's ever watched a San Francisco game in the past three seasons knows him. Even if you don't know him, you know him, <laughs> simply because the camera spent a lot of time on him because he was very animated. In his, um, He did a free agency uh, press conference and he did nothing but spend hours and hours waxing lyrical about how he wants people who love football and mm-hmm. he wants guys who want to be there and want to you know want to dedicate themselves to football he wants football guys and blah 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 um, he doesn't want divas doesn't want prima donnas etc etc now I don't want to sort of poke fun at Juju Smith-Schuster but his celebrity is almost as big as his footballing skill um, now I don't want to sit here and say that he's not a guy who isn't dedicated and doesn't love football, but it just seems somewhat counterintuitive to that uh, that approach of we want guys who are dedicated to it when you've got a guy who spends so much time sort of perfecting his brand. It just seems a bit counterintuitive. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It just it just felt like he wasn't going to be part of that new fit for the uh, for the Jets of what we expect them to see going forward next season. Maybe not if they're looking for just trench guys. But the problem is mm. with with wide receivers and cornerbacks, these are the kind of skill positions that you want a bit of flair sometimes, you know. And Juju, there's a perception of him as just being this this guy that just messes around and dances on other people's yeah. logos and stuff. But there's another side to Juju that uh, does study the tape. He does care about his team. He does care about the community and does a lot of stuff in, in the community to help out. But I, I think the, the bigger problem for Juju is that he likes playing t- um, on Twitch too much. He's playing computer yeah. games a lot on Twitch and there's been interviews saying that he enjoys doing that just as much as playing football. So if you get a an army sergeant like Nick, uh, Robert Sala saying, I only want guys that think about football when they wake up and you know go to sleep dreaming of football, then that's not Juju. But 
Do you really want I a think, guy that, that's like that? I mean, that's not even human to do that. So I mean, I think sort of first race. and foremost, I think first and foremost, you are right in the fact that it might just be perception. It is a lot um, of it. I think there's definitely part of it because I'm looking at it as as a perception perspective. The second part is I'm old and I don't know what Twitch is, so I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, and that's not even a joke. I genuinely have no idea. I'll, what I'll Twitch tell you is. about that afterwards, Dave. <laughs> All right, I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we'll do the NFC North and NFC South. Uh, review next week we'll do some upgrades updates sorry on the um on the free agency moves and uh, and yeah and then obviously once we've got that out of the way we can then start looking at draft prospects for the draft at the end of april so that's all yeah. to come there is one thing that we have missed what's that uh the official retirement of drew Brees and the monster contract from um Taysom hill so yeah well, drew Brees <laughs> and james winston um, yeah i forgot all about new orleans uh, yeah, Drew Brees yeah. finally retired. I, I do you know what? I think I had it in the NFC South bit. I thought we were going to do today. Um, we haven't done it. So, no. uh, Drew Brees finally retired after a long time since his final game for the Saints. After 15 seasons uh, with in New Orleans and five initially in San Diego, there was a Super Bowl ring in 2009, 571 career passing touchdowns, another 25 on the ground, an NFL record 80,358 passing yards, and the ability to stay on the field throughout most of his career. That helped him get selected to the Pro Bowl 13 times. And he was a two-times NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 2008 and 2011. That's amazing knowledge off the top of your head, Jim. That's, that's, that is good knowledge off the top of your head, I'll Thank say. Thank you. No, I think Breeze is obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. And this was after being told, basically, you can go. Go and find yourself a new club by the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is comeback player of the about. decade. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, no. Every record, every quarterback, every meaningful quarterback record, he's either first, second, or third in it, basically. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really see how he can ever be anything but a Hall of Famer. He should be as soon as he's eligible, straight in. Um, oh, he will. It's be. a shame that he only ever won. He only, it's a shame he only ever won one Super Bowl. Really, um, it's not easy to win he, unless the name Tom Brady. Yep. Um, tell that to Patrick Mahomes from last year. Uh, but yeah, so um, well, Taysom Hill, who um, something is a quarterback, he has signed a multi year, because I don't know how many, multi year billion dollar deal. Um, none of it's guaranteed. Is that all <laughs> so as, That's the weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing. It means nothing. It's just paper. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, exactly. So once they realize it is garbage, they can just go, out you go, son. Um, and yeah, so if he does turn out to be good, the first thing that they'll do, even if he turns out to be a Hall of Famer, if he, if even if he turns out to he's be not. absolutely amazing, I know he's not, not, but if he did, the first thing they'll do is restructure this contract anyway. So this contract is literally means nothing, like yeah. nothing. Um, and uh, James Winston signed a deal. The thing is, they had to give him decent money this year because they gave him a first-round tender last year, which means, mm. as mm. a minimum, I think it's 4.8 this year anyway. I think first-round yeah. first tenders are 4.8. Uh, 5.5, I think it is, for James. Is it, is it that much? Yeah. Oh, for Jameis. Oh, no, I was James. talking about Hill. They gave, no, they gave Hill. Hill a first-round tender. No, yeah. Hill they gave a first-round tender for, so they would have to pay him a minimum 4.4 this year This year, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Winston, they've signed him on not very much um, for a guy who has enormous upsides, but also has a massive, massive low side as well. So <laughs> um, going into the season, I do everything behind putting James Winston as my starter. And yes. the thing is as well, let's, let's not forget 
who the saints are let's not forget the saints organization in the same way that let's not forget what the seahawks are without their starting quarterback they are and always have been a joke that's what the saints are the saints were nicknamed the ain'ts before drew Brees got there they were the laughing stock of the league before russell wilson went to the seahawks they were a joke before brady got to uh actually that do you know what I was going to say before Brady got to New England, but New England won the Super Bowl when he got there. Yeah, they won him when no, but he he the first appearance he made was when they were in the playoffs. The Saints were a million miles away from being in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, they had Mike Dicker as their head coach. The Saints were an utter utter joke. Now and the draft on Ricky Williams, exactly a whole draft on a running back. I mean, it tells you everything you need to know. It is a joke. Let me let me spoiler alert. It didn't work out. so yeah, the the Saints. If I'm a Saints fan, I am the most. I'm more nervous than a Chicago fan, and that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> so yeah, I would do everything I can if I'm the head coach. If I'm Sean Payton, I'm making sure that Jameis Winston has every single thing that he needs to be a success. Mm-hmm. And I'm not relying on Taysom Hill because you cannot move away from essentially. Like when Man United, it's when Man United moved away from Alex Ferguson to David Moyes. Except they're not moving away from Alex Ferguson going to David Moyes. They're moving away from Alex Ferguson and going to Dave Hockaday, that fellow who's in charge at Leeds, who's now a PE teacher. That's what they're doing. (laughs) Other people will. Don't worry about that. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) But the fact is, they 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 they're moving off Drew Brees, a first ballot Hall of Famer, to a guy who is a gadget player, not even a running back. He's just a dude who happens to run fast. He's Scotty mm. Miller who can throw a bit. Mm. It's weird. It's weird. We'll talk about the Saints more next week, Dave, when we actually have a chance. No to need. We've already done it. Hopefully have a ch- chance to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Punk get involved as well. Um, yeah. But make sure you're following us on Twitter at Jim and the King, at Denver Dave 30, at Punk underscore Raider. Nope. At Cy underscore Philly. Nope. Nope. What? It's what? not Denver Dave 30 anymore. I've changed it. I've changed it. <gasps> Dave, how we've, could you? We've got rid of Philip Lindsay. We got rid of Philip Lindsay. You can now so I've now changed it. Right. No, I've now changed it to my new favourite player's number. So it's Denver Dave 23. Denver <laughs> Dave 23. What, Michael Jordan? Yeah. Behave. David Beckham. Michael OJ Moodya. Oh, OJ Moodya. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, man. The most famous person to wear 23. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and jimtheking.com to check out our stuff there. Until next week, though, guys, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you.